You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Hello and welcome to another episode of Watchpoint Radio, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Overwatch and its community. I am Jared, also known as Ja, and I'm here with Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob. Hey, hey, what's going on? Glad to be back. Glad I didn't get voted out. Yep, yep Bob <laughs> is still here. Bob is, his, his torch has not been extinguished. That's how it works on our show, right? I'm on the island <laughs> for now. Yeah. And also here with Josh Kender, also known as Kender. Yo, yo, what's up? You already know who it is. It's your boy, Skinny Penis. Yes, yes. This is episode number 119. We are recording on July 31st for release on August 1st. A couple things to talk about. Uh, tour. We're going to talk about the tour rework because that is a topic we were going to talk about for the past two weeks. And because of time, we have not been able to really. Sorry to ZZ Titanic, ZZ for not for promising to talk about it and not talking about it. So we're going to go ahead and talk about it this week. First thing on the list. Okay. So we're going to talk about the tour rework. We're also going to talk about character viability a little bit. And we're going to talk a little bit about the owl finals. Cause Bob was there. I met Bob on Sunday, you know, good shit happened. So we're going to, we're going to talk <laughs> all about that. I guess but I'll just walk we... away for that part of it. Cause I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but before we get into that, I'd like to welcome anybody listening for the very first time. Thanks for taking the time to check out Watchpoint Radio. We do talk about Overwatch news, esports, and competitive, but the primary focus of the show is the community and the state of the game. Uh, if you do enjoy the show, uh, you know you can keep up with us on Twitter at uh, twittercom Radio. And also, you can join us in conversation on Discord at discordme buttons. We would love to have you there um also any returning listeners thank you guys very much we're able to do this weekly because of you guys and whether it's your first re-listen or your 118th re-listen thank you very much for you know coming back and listening to Watchpoint radio again no new subscribers this week um because i think jester was the last one to subscribe and he did that last week during the show so we i think we brought that up kinder specifically Hey. Um, we do have a new patron, and I am going to apologize in advance because I know I'm getting ready to fuck up your name, and I am really, really sorry about that. <laughs> All right, I, I truly am, and I wish I had more time to research your name before I said it. <laughs> so here we go. And this is a guy that when Doomfist came out, the voice actor, we went and listened to the Google. <laughs> little things where they pronounce names for you so that you can say it correctly. Yeah, that that was yeah, I just didn't have time to 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 get your name sounded out probably, but I believe it's Edward Lefebvre, I think. <laughs> Lefebvre? I can't. It's because it has a V in it. 
you know, and it's not at the beginning. You know, when, when now Americans see that, it's like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, so that's why I am very sorry. But thank you, thank you very much for your support. And this week, I am going to look it up and get it pronounced correctly. And I will say it again next week. <laughs> I am very sorry for that. But thank you very much for your support. Hey, really we actually just had got a new subscriber, Mr. Blue 22 just subscribed. Oh, thank you very much. So Kendra got that keen eye. Good eye, Kendra. Thank you very much, Mr. Blue 22. Appreciate that. Um, you're going to hear that name later in the show, too, because he's actually one of the reasons why I created one of the topics. So stick hey. around. Yeah. But uh, we did have some community feedback. Sorry, guys. I forgot to put that into the show notes. That's my fault. Bad, uh, bad host here. But we do have some community feedback. We actually got three reviews over the last week uh, for... Watchpoint Radio, so thank you guys wow. very much. Uh, first is from Edo War. Uh, he says, so, long-time listener here. In fact, I've been listening to a lot of those Overwatch podcasts for the last two years. So if you're not too much an owl like me, and you still love every aspect of the game of Overwatch, in my opinion, this is the best podcast you'll find. Their title says it all. They focus on the, commu- on the state of the game and the community. That's exactly what is most important about the game, and that's what we like to hear about. Listen to them is like having a discussion about the game with your best buddies. They are funny, passionate about the game, and every host brings something to the table. I feel like they are talking to 95% of the players, people who just want to have a good time playing OW and not trying to become pro. Always great to get their point of view every week. So keep up the good work, guys. Can't wait for the next show. Peace. Thank you very much for that. That's an awesome review. Nice. Yeah, that's super awesome. And it's good that we do do a podcast because... Every podcast is talking about Al, but you don't really pay attention to it. Kinder doesn't watch it much, and I have a different show that I do on it, so it works out for this for this show that we just don't talk about it. Yeah, I think um, a while back, like when Al was first, like you know, kind of getting rolling and stuff like that, or like like you know, as we knew that it was going to be getting rolling, somebody asked. Um, and this actually had to be before that because this was when Mike was still on the show. Somebody asked, was like, well. You know, if you guys aren't really going to be covering Owl, like, how are you going to make content? And Mike laughed because he knew I could talk about anything. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed at him. So, yeah, but yeah, we uh, thank you. I mean, everything you said, we definitely try to make sure that even if you're not into Owl, like, you know, we try to we try to make sure that the regular players are like their their issues are addressed because. Um, unlike most FPS games, Overwatch's community is is definitely different. Like a lot of FPS games, you will, you know, when a game first comes out, you get like a you know a flood of people. Everybody's playing because of the new game, and then over time, because of the way the games are balanced, it kind of filters out to the most competitive players and the players that constantly want to you know just get better and better and better. And Overwatch really isn't like that. Overwatch is. Um, I don't. It's not. I don't necessarily want to say it's, it's a casual shooter, but it can be casual for groups of friends, and they can still have fun and stuff like that. So, and I think the constant changes has helped with that too. You know what I mean? Like if it could stay one way, then that yeah. would the super hardcores would be the only ones staying. But so many people come back when a character gets buffed, you know, or when well, a they, new are, they already have a game like in. that. It's called Quake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. The the, the character balance aspect. The constant changes have a positive aspect and a negative aspect. We've talked about the negative aspect before about how it affects the competitive scene and the pro scene, but the positive aspect is it keeps the game fresh and keeps people coming back. So, 
Uh, but we'll move on to our next review. Nakato, no, sorry, Nakatu OW. Longtime listener. Uh, he's been a part of the community and active in the community for some time, so I'm glad you got a chance to put a review in. It says, Job, Bob, and Kinder bring an overview of the weekly updates and happenings in Overwatch, as well as great discussion on each topic. If you're looking for an Overwatch podcast that's full of humor and unique perspectives about the game of Overwatch, this show is for you. Thanks a lot for awesome. taking the time to get a review Gina. done, man. And I want to say to Nataku, you retweet me all the time. Does not go unnoticed. I love you, brother. <laughs> really do appreciate that. And our last review is from Dribbles, also a longtime community member and also active in the community. Um, he says, if you're a fan of Overwatch and enjoy listening to podcasts, then don't be a Muppet and listen to Watch Points. <laughs> it's awesome. Job, Blazing Bob, and Kinder are an awesome trio who have great knowledge and synergy talking about the latest news and updates within the game. Always keen for the next episode. That's always informative with a generous dose of friendly banter. They also hold the record for lowest voices in an Overwatch podcast. <laughs> like, yes. What was that last bit? I missed that. <laughs> they, hold the lowest, they hold the record for the lowest voices in the Overwatch podcast. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. We definitely have some... It was hilarious. When I did my first episode with Fu of Prepare to Attack, he was like, well, you know, I was kind of expecting Ja to be the deep voice guy on the show, and you'd be a little bit more high tempo, higher pitched voice, but nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we all have pretty deep voices. The only person that had a, a higher voice, I would say, was Mike. That was that was the last guy, and now it's all baritones. I mean, I miss, if you really I want me to get voice. a high voice, Ja, I can totally do one. I no, mean, it's okay. You don't, you don't, we don't like need a, that. It's like okay. Talk high pitch for us if you want to do. We can stop that. <laughs> we, we don't have you to continue that joke. hit you with the uh, little puff. No, we, we don't have to continue that joke. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about everybody's week in OW. Do you guys even have a week in OW? Because I know Bob, you uh, you were getting ready for the Owl Finals, and you're getting ready to move. What's going on? Yeah, no, I I didn't really have a week in OW besides seeing the grand finals and moving. My account is in full on, uh, in full on what's decay, decay, and so just a tip. It's a tip that I got from people because I've never been like in diamond for very long. But if you decay in masters or high diamond. Just wait till the next season to play that account and play your place your placements. Because if you lose, you know you do have a buff to get back. But if you lose a bunch, your MMR takes a nosedive. It's an Oof. unfortunate aspect of the game. Yeah, it seems like the K is kind of like a real motherfucker, from what I understand. But I, I get why it's necessary. But it seems like a real bastard, especially if you are like in your situation. I'll I'll tell you I never I always thought oh shut up guys you can play five games a week that's no big deal I really never thought about <laughs> how stressful that could be when yeah you know when you have you know you want to be you're the highest you've ever been you want to keep that level so you want to play when you're the most mentally acute and that's not all the time yeah. so it's definitely an aspect that I thought was no big deal before and now realize okay well. I'm seeing it from the other side. Yeah. All right. What about you, Kinder? 
Uh, I did have a small week in Overwatch. Um, I haven't been playing any comp just because I haven't had a group to really get in with and I hadn't really been like feeling comp lately. Uh, but I did get to play around with Hammond and quick play for uh, several games. And like, it's hard to say because in quick play, you know, you know, quick play, how that is. There's no like, there's no like strats or team forming, anything like that. It's just kind of an all out hell fest. Uh, but the games where we did have at least a somewhat 2-2-2 two, two, two comp, Hammond is fucking crazy. Unless the enemy team gets a May. May shuts him down hard. But uh, without a May, I actually got, like, the last game I played with him, which was today, uh, I got three golds, and we handily won that match. And I was able to come back on the point with Hammond and didn't cheese or anything like that. Didn't do, didn't do any real cheese. I did exactly what his kit was kind of made for. Uh, I was coming back from a death. Uh, they rolled our team on the point. It was the entire team minus one, so it was 5v1. Rolled in there, uh, got my speed up, got four out of five people with that hit. Uh, went out, did the shield thing, and got you know all the fucking crazy-ass shields. Popped my ult, and that I don't know how many people that killed. And then my grappling hook came back online, and I was able to swing up and get the little hammer kill and clear the point almost by myself there was two people left at low health and my team finally got back and we got the point back it was crazy but, yeah uh, his he has like crazy high survivability if you <laughs> play him correctly um which i mean I, i'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's overpowered yet until we see it in competitive play but i can totally see it being a problem not because you can't it's just not that you because you can't kill him and that he's not one of those characters where the longer he lives the less likely you have a chance of living right the thing is that Overwatch, uh, you know, time is your greatest resource. So the longer he's able to stay alive, that's that can cause a huge advantage for the other team. I know playing Hammond myself, I have done like, like uh, I'm trying like um, not Sanctum, but is it Sanctuary? I think is the uh, the Nepal map with the thing in the middle of it, right? Where I have grappled into it, into the air, come down, done a slam hit my shields, stayed a lot, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm damaging enemies. Like I'll kill like one, maybe two of the supports, hopefully. And then what ends up happening is like, when I see that, you know, my shields are kind of coming down at that point, my grappling hooks back. I can grab the center console and I start spinning around, <laughs> spinning around, knocking people off. Like I've won quite a few games so far, just being able to zone people out. Like, have you gotten only... dizzy? No, no. <laughs> So my only thing that I wish they would do with Hammond is I really do think that the endless tether needs to go. I think and there needs to be a certain amount of time that the tether can last. Other than that, I'm I'm pretty flexible on, on seeing what you can do. I just hey, want to say, I, go ahead. You just mentioned the tether. Sorry, to, I just want to ask you, can, I haven't played a ton of Hammond except for the PTR, can you shrink the tether in and out? Or once you tether, it's that no, length? I think it's, it's one that, length. It's okay. one length. So you, you do need to be a bit more careful about that. Because you could do your... Imagine <laughs> if you people, could change the length during... Oh, God, yeah. I've seen people tether to a middle point and try to do the circle and just miss everybody because the tether's <laughs> too long. But then they keep doing the circle because they just hope somebody is going to get hit by it. So I've actually had fights in the middle of a Hammond circle. It was like a death ball. Like, you know, who could, who could play? Two men into one out to man the edge. Yeah, exactly. So that was kind of funny. 
I feel know. like oh, the biggest problem is going to be is going to be the bad the bad Hammonds. I feel like that's going to be the biggest yeah, problem. Yeah, that's that's one of the biggest problems for in, every with character. Almost any character. Yeah, for any you, new you character. Have like, yeah. But, when a character comes into meta and somebody picks that character, like if Arissa, like with the way Owl's been going, if Arissa comes back into meta, I am like, God damn it! Like because she's like coming it's, back in, I almost it, it's just. It. People with the bad Arissas, like they they fucking kill me, man. Like a yep. bad Arissa, in my opinion, is a little worse than a bad Reinhardt. Right here, right here. You know? But I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. better. I'm working on it. So we'll see. I do want to have. I do want to update. Last week, I know. Last week we questioned whether or not Symmetra's beam ch- uh, relo- uh, her gun reloads on a shield, or does it just not go down? It reloads on a shield. Well, they that's, that that's that's what the patch notes said. It's just people kept mm-hmm. saying, I think you just don't lose stuff on it. No, no, you definitely reload because I played some games with some people and we fucking cooked as symmetric. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So like you don't You're even have to get few. intricate. You don't <laughs> yeah. even have to get intricate, man. Like I'm telling you, like so basically like this Reinhardt, I was harassing the shit out of him. I had my beam on his shield, and then I would put fucking um I will put uh, uh, turrets behind him, even just on the ground, you know, because if he turns around, I'm going to start you know, cooking his ass, but he doesn't want me to cook his ass. So he just keeps backing up into my turrets. It's like, it's a bad situation. Well, I mean, so. and that like, that might be the only use usefulness for that left click. Does it, it, does it also charge up on the shield? Cause that, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that, yeah. that's huge. Cause I mean, that's like literally the only time you can get charge going with it. So well, like, I, ta- I called it the shield. I called it the shield drill. Because yeah. So if you use the right click in tandem with that, when the shields are up, you could just not have to reload, but still be getting the use out of your right click and still be working up your left click. So when you do actually get a squishy, you're already at level three. I mean, that just have to have deep. The thing is, the beam isn't like Zarya's, right? Like it, it, it's a, it's in my opinion, it's a little easier to hit people with Zarya beam when you are at full charge. With hers, it definitely helps, but you definitely have to still have good tracking. I know it's crazy how little you go off and it stops working. It's like, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And it even charges up faster, but you don't actually charge up faster in game unless there's a huge target in front of you. That's what I was saying. Like, if you're just going to run around with Symmetra and try to get kills, like, I don't think you're going to, it's going to work out that great. If you just try to use Symmetra as a regular DPS, it's not going to work out well for you. But if you use her in tandem with your tanks, especially another Reinhardt, you know, that can be pretty huge for you. So yeah. we'll see. The way um, her beam like locks on the people, it reminds me of old. You remember old Zarya beam, how hard it was to like get any real damage with it. Uh, it like took a second before it really kind of started doing damage and then they fixed it and uh, it was good again. Yeah, it was a little broken. Yeah. Like if you just like, yeah, no, they, they definitely adjusted it a bit. Um in terms of my week in Overwatch, it's it's been a weird week because I have complaints, yet I'm still doing well. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened in the last week or so, and I made a tweet about this, but Platinum has been a complete shit show from low to high. I was telling Bob the other day, I had to explain Dive Comp to a 2950 the other day. Jeez. I had to explain to him because he's like, okay, we need to go dive. I'm like, okay, cool. We, we'll go dive, expecting him to know what needs to happen when you go dive. He was like, okay, it's three, like- two, one, dive. I'm like, who? 
<laughs> like, like who, who do we need to dive? And it was like, I had to explain to him. I was like, no, dude, you got to call a, a target. We don't just dive into the middle of their group. Do you want to die? Because that's how you die. <laughs> you know, so. You, know, you that's, normally dive into the backlight onto a squishy. Is, is your exactly. Best you make you, you got to call and focus. And for you aspiring monkeys, you don't have to do it the second you get to the choke. That was a big problem for me when I started. Wait, buy your time, assess the situation, let your team know you're about to dive, then give them a three, two, one, go. And even when you do that, it's going to be hard because it's just a hard thing to do. Kinder and I worked a long time on the dive thing, and it's just yeah, hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there was that, but I just, like, in my, I had my tank account, I think, up to, like, 2840 or something like that and or i got up to 2850 and then i just had i was right i was using lfg and just the groups i were getting were terrible they were communicating but man they couldn't group up they didn't know how to play the characters they were playing you know simple tasks like simple things that we should could have done to win it was just like does not compute. We cannot do this. Like they weren't complex <laughs> things, like staying behind the Ryan Shield or waiting to group up with each other. Yeah, the you know, not up. dying, not well, trickling. Like it was crazy. We talked about that in in New York. The grouping up thing is hard for new players. It was a long time before I actually realized that. Oh, I just need to stand here, not poke and yeah. choke. Just stand here. I'm talking about like twenty eight, twenty nine hundred players though. I, there's no yeah. way you're just a new player. I should say there's no way. If you come from another game and you have incredible incredible mechanical yep, skill, maybe. Exactly. But for the most part, no. Like, you're not going to... Like, I played a game today on my support account, and there were three people doing placements. And one of the guys was like, oh, they might be new. This is going to be great. I'm like, do this. They're like in the 2900 range like i doubt that they're, that they're new players you know i said they're probably master smurfs or something like that on their way up so we'll see they weren't though because we beat the shit out of them but <laughs> still um but yeah no like that like platinum has been really weird because at least i was getting decent games right i was getting decent games i was able to work with people you win some you lose some it's ridiculous I mean, and I shouldn't say it wasn't. It wasn't ridiculous. Now it is ridiculous because it's just like you. You get to this point. Where it's like I just don't know what to do. Like, I don't know what to do. Actually, I, and I stopped doing LFG and started going back into solo queue because I'm like I have a better chance going up against other solo queue players than I do against with these LFG groups. Because if these LFG groups run into a group that knows what they're doing or a group that works with each other, then I, I'm going to be kind of fucked. I'm better off going back into solo queue and trying to work with people there. And that was correct because my lost streak stopped when I went into solo queue on my tank account. Weird thing about that is um, my heal account, which I do nothing but solo queue. The reason I don't LFG on my heal account is because it is, it is a practice account for me where I'm just trying to get better at healers, uh, but I don't want to throw games so I don't play Mercy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, I play primarily Zen on that, and I, I've been doing solo queue only. I don't even know if I've duo queued. The last time I grouped with anybody was when we played with the podcasters, six stack, and we lost one, and I switched back over to tank. So I only played one game with people this season. But I'm at 29.56 on that character right now. And so close, so close. Yeah, I'm <laughs> expecting a lost streak anytime now. But um, I'm at 25, I'm at 29.56, and I think one of the reasons that I'm not just vocal, 
like I'm very like I, I'm playing Zenyatta for the most part, so I'm making calls a lot on that character. You know, it also helps that my Zenyatta accuracy recently has been like between fifty-five to sixty percent. So I'm hitting these people <laughs> when when I throw the L's at them. You know, so but um, you know, like I uh, yeah, like I'm 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 pretty vocal. I'm getting shot caller endorsements all the time now. But the thing is, like, I'm just basically calling out who I put Discord on, and people will kind of focus on that person. But I don't. I I will say I don't do it right 100 percent because I'm not necessarily calling the target that they should be killing. And some, in many cases, I'm calling the most the target that's the biggest threat to the team, to like, or if, to you. Is that what yes, you were saying? Yeah. Like sometimes me, you're yeah. calling the wrong target because it's the one that's more threatening to you, and you're like. Fuck this! Like, yeah, I, I gotta live. This, this gotta is live. the target that I need to go down. <laughs> yeah, like for you know, whenever a Farrah gets into the air and our team is not doing anything about her, I will just put the I'll put the um the Discord on the Farrah and keep it there until the Farrah dies, because you know they need to know that this is an important target. She needs to go, or else she can wipe us all out. You know, yeah. so. A lot of times, told Faro just getting a Discord is enough to make her like fuck this and go yeah. away from it. Yeah. yeah, and like and like go wait it out. But I told you when we talked that I think that's probably a huge reason and factor that you're going up on that account because I call the wrong target probably half of the time, but the shit works because people yeah, as go long as and, it's focus fire. Yeah, yeah, people go and shoot at it, so it ends up working more often than it doesn't. It works more often in solo queue, I will say that. But then my solo queue yeah. that I've done this season have been at a high level, so the people are probably killing better. But, I mean, I think that's huge. I think, you know, you should try and keep being vocal as much as possible. Oh, yeah. I, I'd definitely yeah. say that focus fire on the wrong target is a lot more effective than split up fire between the two right targets, if that right, makes any yeah. sense. Yeah, it's just um on my tank account, I'm, I'm also pretty vocal, too, because I'm, I'm main tanking most of the time. But I find that when I'm playing Zen and I have the Discord orb on people, people are more responsive to that. They pay way more attention to it. Uh, that there's a Discord's character versus me saying, this guy, this character needs to go down. <laughs> DPS, you need to at least shoot at the Pharah. <laughs> I want a dead. I want a family yeah. dead. I want a brother dead. I want the guy that sells a pierogi dead. <laughs> I literally just say a name three times. And then if no one turns to it, I say it three more times. And that's really all I do. I yeah, Oh, I like, also tell people where I'm going. I stop telling other people where to go. But I, as a main tank, I just say, all right, I'm I'm going up mid. That was a lesson I learned. He's the charge team. literally through the fucking shog by himself. I'm going up mid. Never happens. <laughs> Train <man>. noises. <laughs> Never oh, happens. With Ryan recently, like when I've been... Um, when I charge and I like miss my target or something like that, I'm like, don't follow me. <laughs> yeah, dude, definitely. Or like, or I'm like, hey, I'm out of position. Let me die. Let me die. You know, it's like always, stuff uh, like that. Oh no, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm just letting you know. And sometimes I'll be trying to charge back to the team and I'll miss the thing and go past you guys. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I fucked up. I'm just trying to let you know that I'm not there to give you a shield if it's needed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And also, Kuwabara Bar brings up a good point, and then we're going to get into our main topics. I wanted to apologize to Kuwabara 
because I know I was super salty when we played, and I need you to know it, it was not your fault. You were doing great. You you were doing fan-fucking-tastic. But the games we were getting in low gold, I'm just like, how? How do you not know that you shouldn't be going out there by yourself as a Lucio and getting killed? <laughs> Like, why are you in the back line, Lucio? Why are you in their back line? Like, you watching know, stuff too like much that. DSP Stanky and not watching <laughs> enough believe. actual pro oh, dude, play. It's, it's, it's just, it was so bad. Like, it was just like, I, I got to a point where I was just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what to say to get these people to work. So, no, like, I mean, I had, like, you know, overall, I still, I, I enjoyed playing with you, but I didn't want you to think that, you know, any of that. Was, was was your fault because he kept apologizing i was like no it's not it's not you it's 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 them so oh god yeah we were it was so salty so salty hypertension man so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and get into our main topic so let's talk about torbjorn uh you know two weeks ago at this point we had a uh a, co- a comment from zz titanic and I'll start with that. He actually responded the next week as well. So I'm going to read both of them. He says, with the tour rework, uh, we, with the tour rework, had a couple ideas or predict- or call them predictions. What if we could build a small health pack generator or could have a turret similar to the turret in Borderlands 2, could stick to walls maybe after X amount of damage, it auto-upgrades, maybe allow it to a level 3 without an ult to give it a shield. Just a few ideas. What do you guys think? That's what he uh, put originally. And then he says, you know, after that, he says, thanks for reading my post. Must say, love you guys' show. And you are about the only one that doesn't crap on us console players. So no problem. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Just <kidding>. Yeah. <laughs> says, um, Anyways, my idea for Torby work thought I'd go into just a little more detail. As for his turret being, uh, as for his turret, him being able to throw it 10, 15 meters would be nice. Oh, so it would be nice not to stick to anything, just be able to throw it. Like if you're at a choke and someone gets on point being able to throw it ahead of you as you run to the point to get a few hits in. Another ability being able to build a small health pack generator for just a little extra healing. Also, his turret being able to auto-upgrade after so much damage. May keep Torb from hammering his turret and engage in the fight instead of... Instead, and I like to see his turret have a shield like Winston, but much smaller, just enough to cover the turret. The shield I'd like to have... I'd like to have the only, only 100 HP just so the turret can get a free hit from a Farah. It just... I just think Torb should be a better counter for Farah than what he is. All right. Thanks for reading this and looking forward to your discussion on the rework. Uh, so before we get into what what he just said, I do want to you know talk a little bit about, or at least mention what we know about the tour rework, or at least at least what they've been trying. Right. So we know that they've been trying a throwable a throwable turret. That is something that Jeff Kaplan has said. They're trying a throwable turret. They did not give any information on the distance. Uh, it does. Well, it is not official yet. We haven't even seen the PTR, but I think right now it automatically upgrades over time. And they're trying different things with Molten Core. Like they tried having Molten Core only affect the turret. And they also tried having Molten molten Core only affect Torb. And I think right now they're trying to look at getting rid of it entirely, which means it would require an entirely new ult. So that is kind of what 
we know already. Um, in regards to it automatically upgrading over time, like let's say you put Tor puts his turret out, and if it's up for 10 seconds, it automatically upgrades. Um, there's a few things I think about that, right? Just automatically upgrading turret. One, I think they would need to cut the, da- the range down by half. I think they would need to cut the range down by half. Because all that means is that, like, let's say you're on a, uh, on, well, actually, like, let's say um, uh, a 2CP map or even, like, a, um, a, a payload map, the attacking team would essentially just need to zone out the defensive team from, you know, make it for, for a certain amount of time, for 10 seconds, essentially, to make sure the turret goes up before they actually engage in a fight. That's like having a seventh person on the team. Um, especially if they do it from a far distance. Remember that the turret has a 40 meter range, 40 meter range. So, you know, they could put the turret someplace, just kind of sit there for 10 seconds and then go in with a seventh source of damage, you know, kind of behind them. So I think that the range would have to be cut in half. And I also think the damage would have to be cut down at the second level as well, because it fires fast. It automatically aims. It's just too much in my opinion. That's kind of the problem. That's that's what I thought. Um, what, do you, what do you guys think about that? About the automatically upgrading turret? I mean, uh, I I think it'd be. Oh, go ahead, Bob. No, you go. Oh, I was just gonna say that I I think upgrading over time would probably be a good concept uh, if you're gonna do a minimal kind of uh, change to them. Uh, throw a turret out level one, and then rather than hammering it and taking Torbjorn effectively out of the fight for however long. Uh, have it upgrade itself over time, say like a seven, six, seven second period, and it automatically upgrades itself to level two. Um, if you can throw it, like if you can throw it kind of like you do your armor packs, uh, there's going to be a lot of really weird places you can throw it to because you can throw armor packs like halfway across the freaking map. Yeah. But um, yeah, if you can throw it like that, then yeah, the range needs to be cut down because you'll be able to just toss a turret up somewhere ridiculous and you know, you can probably get in a place there, there, there will be places that you can get it where it's going to be difficult for the enemy team to get, but it's also in a really good prime high ground position. Uh, so I think you're right. The, the range needs to be cut down for that too. Uh, one thing that I thought of uh, an idea that I had was what if you had different kinds of turrets, uh, maybe one that's like a shotgun turret, kind of like his alt fire, uh, that you use for close range to shut down a choke. Uh, something like that so you place a turret and it has like very very short range but really high damage in that very short range um just like a shotgun kind of thing so you have to get around and counter that thing or like walk through and shield tank it and then take it out that way and then have his regular turret that you could deploy as well and then maybe a different one that does like a turret that deploys that shoots kind of like symmetra's old uh shield upgrade that she used to be able to give you Maybe something that deploys that like once every five, ten, something seconds to whoever's closest to it. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea to be able to that'll give him a bit more <laughs> utility and more uh flexibility in a fight. Like if it's a close range fight, you plop down your shotgun turret and you know, you, you get going. Right. Well, the biggest problem I think with the turret is that the the thing that, that would make it OP is the fact that it automatically aims. <laughs> you know, yeah. at, at, yeah. at people. So that's 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 a tough thing to kind of get around. You and know, tougher the lower you go, exactly. Uh, so right. Elo, but, but I, I want I, you. Oh, go ahead. I'm so go ahead, Bob. Oh, I was just I was just gonna say. 
So the knocking down of the range, I really like that I that idea that makes sense to me. Uh it's always been a little long in my opinion. Um I really like Kinder's idea of the different turrets. You could have one that, you know, doesn't do damage but slows. You know, like, right. if, oh, yeah, like that'd if, be cool. Like if you're if you're hit with it, it slows so you can control a cho- a choke. Right. When you from, get when when you're finished, Bob. Go uh, I was gonna say, from my understanding, the throwing of the turret is about the same mm-hmm. as a tracer ultimate uh, at the moment on PTR. So that's definitely not as far as the armor pack throw, because the armor pack throw, and like you can get really good at that. Uh, right. And then yeah. the last thing that I was thinking was, uh, shoot, oh, the, uh, nope, I lost it. <laughs> age creeping in there bob no i, I was oh, just I, I, I was just <laughs> trying to hold everything that i was thinking of for we were nice. talking about if yeah the molten core just i think really just needs to go and they need to find something else for him there right. i think the turret needs to be oh i know what i was gonna say what i was gonna say is torb hammering his turret if you're playing torb proper in his current form you don't ever hammer that turret unless you have molten core popped you don't ever hammer that turret during a team fight. You just drop it down wherever you can, and you keep in the fight because his his right click at close range is. I mean, he's a mini reaper, you know. Yeah, so yeah. it's pretty deadly. If you, before we go too far along, I do want to get back to what ZZ's Titanic was saying. So first thing I want to address is the turret being thrown. You said about ten to fifteen meters. I think that's way too long. Um, and like ten meters, for example is the distance from the middle of May's ultimate to the edge of the circle. It's pretty big. Yep, or Lucio's to, aura. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. it'll be it can be super easy for a team to be in the middle of a fight and Torb just throw it past the enemy team. It get built up real quick. You know, it builds itself up at level one real quick. And now you have you're getting hit from the back and you're getting hit from the front. I think that's a bit too much uh, to to be able to throw that 15 meters away from enemy team during an engagement. Right. You know? That seems way uh, too far for me, too. Unless the turret's w- a little different, you know, unless it has shorter range, unless you make some different changes. Right. I, think, I still think five meters will probably be best. Like, you know, you can throw it, you know, you can kind of throw it out there, but at the same time, like, you don't have to necessarily place it. You can just toss it. But I think five meters is long enough, which well, I think this isn't that like tracers is tracer five meters. Yeah, I, I think, think it's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I do like the idea of a small health pack generator to make, uh, you know, like it pops out a health pack a little bit over time. Because a part of the problem with Torbjorn uh, is that, well, actually, in my opinion, it's not a problem, but this is being seen as a problem is that a lot of his kit isn't available you know, toward the beginning of the game, like with, with his armor packs, people have to die for, the, the, for you to be able <laughs> yeah. to generate those if, armor if, packs. If your team's kicking butt and you're able to go get the armor packs, those are super useful. If your team's yeah. not kicking butt, yeah. they're worthless. Because this yeah. is something we're going to get into the next topic about character viability. When Torpion was created, he was created as a defensive character. It was made so that he would help fortify an area. Teams would come in, they get wiped out, you collect... The your you know your your fucking medals from uh, you know uh, kicking their that your team's ass. <laughs> yeah, they require minerals. Exactly. You <laughs> toss out your armor packs. Uh, 
with the current with the way that Overwatch is going now and them trying to make every character viable on offense and defense, which is a bad idea, which is why we're gonna talk about it soon. Um that has to change. Like his kit has to be more viable across the board, right? You know, so him like not like him not being able to provide armor closer to the start of the game, um, you know, is not necessarily a, a good thing for what they're trying to do, even though I think it's fine for what he was originally built for. So I think that's what they're really trying to uh to fix, I guess you want to say. And I right. think a small health pack generator can kind of help with that. Like if you're in a hacking team, you can put the health pack generator a little bit behind you where you know like you know when you're fighting, if you're gonna fall back, you know you're gonna fall back to this area. You know, you kind of put it there. So I do like that. I also like the the um turret upgrading after a certain amount of damage, but I can totally see decent teams may completely nullifying that. You stay out of the turret's way, you stay behind your shield. I like the idea, but I think at the higher levels, it's basically we wouldn't see the end of the of the tour rework because they'd still be trying to figure out a way around that now, you know, to make him a bit more viable. So I think the timed upgrade is the best we're going to get. But like I said, I do like the idea and I don't necessarily mind his turret sticking to things either. Like if you could throw it onto like the ceiling of a, of a, of a room you're in or something like that. And it becomes like a ceiling turret or something like that. I don't mind that either. I actually think that's, that's pretty cool. Um, So I do like that. Um, I think another reason why I like your the idea of a of a small health pack generator so much is because it kind of goes in with my my ideas of what would be cool if Torbjorn became right. What if Torbjorn became a character that kind of almost sets up like a mini base of operations closer to where you have the fight as the team, right? So one of my um, ideas was that maybe he can create not just not like an ultimate, but an ability like a, on on cooldown. He can create a spawn beacon, right? Where he, if he puts it down, that is where your allies are gonna spawn for a certain period of time. And you need to balance it, right? Like you you need to make it so that it only lasts for you know ten seconds or thirty seconds, and maybe only allowed one like the first person that respawned respawned closer. Which can also be a double-edged sword. Yeah, because, you'd have you to know. make it so the people could choose to spawn there with like a visual aid of where they're spawning as trolls. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, it's kind of just like Symmetra's like old <laughs> teleporter, though. I mean, they they didn't make it. They didn't fix that either. But we didn't see that yeah, true, out, be true. outrageous. They didn't. We we didn't see an outrageous use of that. I mean, there will be trolls. Yes. But I think for the most part, it would it would be helpful. Where if somebody goes down in a fight, and you know most of the team is still alive, instead of spawning, you know, at let's say you're in Numbani and your team is fighting on point one, and you die, or one or two people dies, and your team backs up, now they can spawn a little bit closer, which would help the attacking team in the next fight. You know, it saves time because that's what you want to do. You want to save time. It will be a massive ability but it has to be tweaked properly i don't have the ultimate balance solution for it yet i think it's an idea that should be explored um and also yeah like i said that like if he had something like that and like an armor pack generator 
something to kind of help his team as they go into a fight, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, also, if they got rid of Molten Core, I think a suitable and a suitable replacement and a pretty cool replacement based off of his lore is that he basically gets like like a, like a, like a uh, armored suit, like an Iron Man suit or something like that, right? <laughs> Where you know it gives him the extra armor, it gives him the faster weapons, and he has like dual whatever his gun is called. No. Right? No. No. <laughs> Why not? I like your idea, but with dual hammers, and he hits like a truck, but he only <laughs> he could only come hit you in the kneecaps, and like that would be scary. <laughs> run, 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 run! Get away from Torm! Get away from Torm! <laughs> It'd be great. No. No, I don't like me. I don't like melee ultimates because it's actually a little bit easier to do melee ultimates. And your suit, when you have, when you're jacked up on armor and you're moving faster, you can move into somebody and do a, and like you know hammer them to death. You can melee. Be scary them. as hell. It'd be awesome. <laughs> like like like, yeah. like what are we talking about? You just said all good things. Yeah. Bjorn. <laughs> Bjorn. Yeah, no, I think like yeah, if he had like it's like, like an iron tour basically, like it gives him like an iron suit. He's able to, I don't know, man. You want him to fly? <laughs> fly around a bit. I'll be a little. No, no, I want him to jump scary. really high. Jump really high. Yeah, to yeah, be able to just jump really high so he can get to high ground with his hammers. And you got to run. It's, a, it's basically like molten core, except it has a cooler aesthetic to it, and the turret is not affected. Move specifically. It's hurt. It's not affected. I think so, that's the biggest thing about it. I think having to worry about having your turret up and level two as Torb, I think it would it would bring it would bring a lot more into it. Right. I think it's a good idea. I like it. Yeah, so but yeah, I think like as opposed to just making Torb on a character that just puts out damage on attack, make him more of a utility character still, but one that can be viable on attack. That's what I think they need to do. You know, that as opposed to just making him be able to do more damage on attack. So, but yeah, thanks for the feedback on Torb and your, or your ideas on Torb. Um, I'm not necessarily sure. I want to see a shield on the turret. Um, <laughs> that, I, I, you yeah, know, I'm high pitch there for a second. <laughs> yeah. I'm not necessarily sure. I want to see that. I, I mean, I guess we can see how it works out, but you know, with all the all the changes, like we're not going to give a perfectly balanced solution to Torb right here, right now. We're just kind of uh, tossing around. Also, Kuabara in chat says no shield. So, yeah, ask uh, ask uh, Bastion how he how he feels about the shield. <laughs> uh, I actually I preferred Bastion with the shield than with the way he is now. So, something that could be interesting. Uh, I think it was an idea I heard. I I heard it from someone else, but I can't remember who. I'm sorry. But uh, they had an idea to have a turret kind of like he is now, somewhere in between stage one and two. And you actually bury it in the ground and it only activates itself when someone gets within a certain range. Can't like take a fair out of the sky or anything, but someone gets within a certain range, it pops up. And then all of a sudden, you know, you have a team fight with an extra turret they have to worry about, too. That's already you know somewhat powerful, but also not like can shoot you from across the map. So like a 10 meter range buried turret or something that they can't take out until it's out. So I would hate I, that shit. Absolutely hate that. shit. <laughs> you know. I just thought it was an interesting idea. Like it doesn't seem like, but it. also seems like, like a it. nuisance. It was a, be a huge nuisance. <laughs> That's why I'm like, I would hate that shit. Not OP, <laughs> but a, a, a tremendous nuisance and not fun. That's kind of how Torb is now though. Like if he gets set up, he's a tremendous nuisance. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, if he but, gets set up and has, 
and has backing from his team. I remember we, yeah. yeah, we used to use the uh, the uh, the Arisa Torb strat, where Arisa and Torb would just be by themselves, just eating the armor packs and just protecting the turret, and that was really use useful. Torb on his own, not so much. So, right, right yeah. I think the biggest problem it just runs into is what Jaw was talking about, the auto-aim. And as you go down in SR, that becomes more and more of a problem, especially on console. Yeah, absolutely. So Yeah, and I actually did nerf him on console a while they back. never brought they? him back. But they, they, they nerfed him because people were like going like five Torb in a game. <laughs> That's why that when they did the right thing and made it single pick, then... They should have brought it back. You ever so. uh, tried playing five Torb or six Torb or going against it on low grav? That was a oh really unfun God. game night. Yeah, I mean, like that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, back when uh, <laughs> back when Overplayed was a podcast, they had a game night and they, we did the low grav, and we had one Torb the first round, and then they did six Torbs to make us <laughs> feel it, and it was just you you if you barely jumped, you were dead. Whoops. Yeah. No. No, thank you. Um, um, yeah, let's move into our next uh, topic because it has a lot to do with these character reworks that have been going on. Uh, it's about character viability. Um, so, Mr. Blue, he sent us a tweet last week, which I meant to respond to, but then get a chance to respond to because, you know, so many things were going on. I know Bob would normally respond too, but he had a lot going on Get Ready for Our Final, so we didn't get a chance to respond. He says, "How do you guys not love the mage change? I thought it was made. I thought it made a ton of sense. Damage fall off for projectiles make no sense considering other projectile heroes, and she was not getting much play at all. At least now she has a chance to be relevant beyond close range." I'm going to so, go ahead and say before we make this generalization, I am on Mr. Blue's side. I I think that may deserve the change that she got. I don't think it's the right change necessarily, but I don't see it. I already don't really feel the effects. Uh, playing anybody else but Hammond, and she's a hard Hammond counter really bad right now, uh, particularly because of that. I think that's a good thing. Okay, so um, the thing about the May change isn't necessarily just about the fact that damage fall off came off, right? It's about her kit and what it was meant to do in the beginning when it was created, and her as a character versus what's happening right now in Overwatch is actually a, a bigger issue. I think you're um, about to go into what I was going to say. So when May's character was created, it was not created to be a damage character. I mean, she can do damage. She can shoot things. Um, it is a first-person shooter, but her character was probably the most CC-centric of anybody, right? Her job as a character is to block people in or block people out or to freeze people and basically you it, it, your the rest of your team should be the ones really um you know putting in the hurt on whoever you just froze or something like that she's a really team-based character um that in mind that's why i don't like about her not having like you know the damage fall off coming off because it's kind of like well now they want her to do more damage and they're encouraging people to shoot with her more often and be more damage like and i'm not a fan of that because that's not what her character is really meant to do not everybody in the damage category is meant to be a dps and get kills per se like a may at the end of the game like if she didn't get a bunch of final blows i wouldn't necessarily be surprised by it because her kit is to cc and stop and somebody else actually you know 
gets the final blow or something like that, right? Um, those icicles also do a shit ton of damage. And if you are boosted, you can one-shot a 200 HP hero. So that's not necessarily cool. I mean, lower elos, it may not be that big of a deal. And some people may just spam and get lucky. But there are people uh, at higher elite elos, even as low as platinum, who can master something like that. And basically, she's a sniper with no uh with no scope yeah you know, at, at that point um i'm not a fan of may being a high damage character as well as having incredible cc and um what's the word i'm looking for and survivability and escape <laughs> you know escape, yeah. escape ability like something's gotta give right if you're gonna give her that much damage i need you to shorten the range of her ice blast of or, or you know or something like that or increase the amount of time of free to freeze people because remember they made it so that she froze people faster now she can two freeze two people at the same time on top of that you know this isn't more just one up yeah more than two yeah it goes it goes through people so this is more than just this upgrade like they were trying to make her CC potential even greater than it was, and now they're just kind of like, okay, well, now we got this damage category. Let's up her damage so that she can be more viable, uh, a more viable pick versus another DPS character. You were gonna say something, Bob? Yeah, yeah. My my opinion is very similar to yours. So they they are. I do see the change. The fundamental change in blizzard when they changed everybody to dps and i understand they're trying to rework the characters that were defense before and make them more viable in that new ecosystem they're creating but my problem with may is that she is so good close up i mean most projectile characters are at an extreme disadvantage once you get in close at them May is at a great advantage, and then her sickle does so much damage. It's, you know, if they want to make it no damage drop-off, then they need to make it do less damage. I mean, she should be able to, you know, in their new system they're setting up, yes, she should be able to help with the poke and choke damage. But she's, like, they've got to, they've got to give way some somewhere. Like, she's got unbelievable close-range kit. And then now she has a kit where she can one shot if she's boosted. Like that just seems, you know, and yes, it is mercy boosted and discord orb to to hit a 200 health. But I mean, if she gets lucky and hits a tracer, just oh, yeah, she's a one shot tracer for sure. And so ice, it's, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, I was, was just saying, so that's, so that's my biggest problem with it. I do agree yeah. that it needs to be, you know, standardized that projectile should do this you know, have those generalities of the game so that it's easier to pick up. But I really think her close-up kit is just too good. Yeah, like the icicle does 75 damage, you know. Yeah, non-headshot. Now, now, now across, non-headshot, you know, across the map into the body of somebody, that does 75 damage now, which is why I thought the damage drop-off wasn't that, you know, I thought it was okay. Now you can be, you know, there are some pretty long sight lines in some places that you can, you know, spam into and, you know, hit somebody and do 75 damage. Like, that is, that's quite a bit. Um, See, my thinking, my line of thinking with her is that she's obviously not a ranged hero. And, yeah, you can use that for poking at the choke, things like that. 
But getting a kill shot with May, if the game is played how it's supposed to be played, if you're playing the poke at the choke game, you're not necessarily going for the kills. Yeah, it's great if you get one. Uh, but if you're going if you're going for kills at the choke, then you're playing widow. If no, you're, you're going at the for choke, shields, and that's the problem. She should be able to kill shields as good as as good as other characters that can't fend for themselves once they get close. That was what uh, we were saying. Yeah, uh, she can I, I didn't also hear anything about the shields, but um, seventy-five. Yeah, she can pump a lot of damage into a shield. <laughs> you know, well, I, what I was saying though is, I think the goal that they had in mind wasn't necessarily for her to do a, a lot of damage or to get kills or anything from poking a choke. It was to help her farm ult because it's so difficult for her a lot of the time. She is the best duelist in the game still. Um, even well, I don't know. Her and Brigida are kind of back and forth. Depending on who you come up against, one of those two is going to be the best duelist in the game. But her whole thing is obviously CC, and having her ult up more often, especially with Hammond in the game now, uh, is it's really powerful and it makes her makes her viable. And this helps her farm ult. Like I said before, whether or not it was a right change, yeah, that that's iffy. But I really don't think it's got that huge of an impact on the enemy team as much as it does. Uh, for just helping her farmer old faster. I, I think that's you. like the biggest, biggest focus. I fucking Why? hate you. How is it ever good that May can farm old faster? Fuck that shit. I'll take <laughs> Hammond any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, not to mention, like, she doesn't have to ult to stop Hammond. Like, just slowing Hammond down in many cases is enough. You know, he needs to, you know, stay at Or walling off the spinner. Yeah, sure. like, I mean, yeah, but when you get an entire team that's got a coordinated dive with a fucking Hammond that goes in there, like a literal wrecking ball. They have a coordinated uh, dive. I mean, not every character in a dive comp can actually hop over things. Like, you can actually, you know, if, if you have a character that dive, you can wall out other characters like their healers Zen. and split up their team to, 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 like, deal with that. Right, and um, uh, Mr. Blue just brought up a uh, May is a super easy somber hack target. There's so much counterplay to a May. Her endothermic blaster does not get hacked though. She can still like that is still a pretty big weapon. It has a 10 meter range, and if it touches you a little bit, it slows you down, and she can zero in on you and freeze you. Like they have tweaked her kit so that she freezes pretty quickly, too. You know. So you, when you start adding all of these things together, I think it's too much for one kit. Overwatch is a team game, and it should require you to kind of play as a team. With the, the way, and this is why, why I brought up the, the – um, this isn't just a May topic. It's a character viability topic because the way the game was developed originally is that, um, you know, you had some pretty general characters, right? You had – uh, your Reapers, you had your Soldier 76s, you know, stuff like that. And those guys uh, were expected to be played a lot because they were that's what they were built for. They were built to be kind of easy for people to get into and play the game. But then you were supposed to have like your more niche characters, which was supposed to kind of add a, a bit of a flair to the game itself, right? Like your Symmetra, your May, um, you know, people like that. And, now, and Torbjorn. And people and now what we're seeing is that it's almost feel it almost feels like Blizzard is giving up on that idea. Now they want all their characters to be able to all you know, if you're not a tank or a healer, you need to be able to do damage and output DPS at some degree. And that's what it looks like they're trying to do, and I disagree with that. Well, go, you, go ahead, Bob. You know whose fault that is? 
And whose fault is that? The dirty one tricks because the dirty one tricks. <laughs> and, and I mean, I get it because this the game, one trick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, I could play a lot of other ones. I could just only play one trick at that, at that high level. But, and I think that's the problem is that in a MOBA, you can play niche characters because it isn't as mechanically demanding. And in this game, it is. And everybody's gun shoots a little bit different. It does a little bit different thing. And I mean, even May's gun, you know, the right click is is pretty hard to master. So what's happened is Blizzard wanted these niche characters so people could play them sometimes. And they decided to play them every match. You know, and I think they're just giving up because of that. That's that's my two cents. Well, I, I I'm I'm gonna disagree. Because, okay, the way, like, right now, like, we see the same characters getting played over and over again in the meta, right? Like, you have dive comp. Both, si- both sides of the field do dive comp. You have death ball now. Both sides of the field are doing death ball. Like, they're, we're playing the same characters for every map, essentially, right? Then the point that I was going to make at the end, but I might as well bring it up now, is that I don't think the solution to viability isn't necessary is not necessarily character balance. I think the solution to viability is making better maps and more diverse maps because the reason you can play which which they've been doing that you can, the reason you can play the same characters on every single map to make it meta is because the maps are bland and generic. Like the maps are they want to make everybody viable for every map. And for a game that's going to constantly, every three months, or sorry, every four months, we get a new character. For a game that is going to constantly add new characters, I just don't think that's realistic. I don't. It's not a MOBA. I mean, I think you're right. I I mean, I think you're right. And I think they have done better with the new maps. You know, with each map, we see more and more viability differences. And like Oasis, for one, you're doing it right. You're playing different comps on every and all three of the different maps. I mean, maybe not completely different, but definitely different changeups. And they've done better on those different chains up with DPS, definitely. But that's just because there's more DPS to choose from. Right. But that they, I think they need to go back and revisit some more of the old maps because the old maps were definitely like, we want everybody to play any character so they can play whatever they want and be happy in this Overwatch universe that's supposed to be about hope, yet nothing we ever put out about the lore is hopeful. That's a different conversation <laughs> for, a different, for a different day. But they want everybody to be able to pick the character you want to play and at least be viable on the map. The maps should definitely be balanced. So that no character is OP on a map, right? You don't want that. But to have some characters that are have more of an advantage on a map, like let's say you have a map that has a bunch of chokes, you know, May will be phenomenal on that because it'll be super easy to, uh, you know, uh, to uh, split off a team. Or if you if most of the map is close quarters, you know, that will mean that you know characters like her would have more of an advantage. There, then other maps or might have like more. Reaper would have more advantage. Exactly, yeah. like that's the thing. Like they, they really, I think they need to revisit the old maps and revisit the philosophy because, like they, they did like, on Horizon. Like they don't. Well, Horizon, I think they changed because everybody blew past point A. Yeah. I think, that, and then got stuck <laughs> on point B. Verizon's they're like, oh, this is a problem because in Overwatch League, I mean, how many teams got stopped at point A for any period of time? 
Um, uh, besides the dragons. Most, yeah, most of the time, <laughs> it was extremely rare to have a full ho- hold, at least on round, <laughs> on round one. Round two, if they went like double, uh, you saw holds on that quite a bit because they'd only have a minute or two minutes, you right, know, and stuff right, like that. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. Like, instead of just trying to constantly tweak each character to be viable, you know, for the like, you know, for each of the maps that you have, they need to tweak the maps to make it so that certain characters have an advantage, and you know, you want to play these characters on this map because it would be foolish not to. Not OP. Like, you don't want to have a like a you know a widowmaker that can see fifty meters away, like onto a control point or something like that. You don't you know you don't want that. Um, they actually, I think that one a map that they were developing had a super long sightline for Widow, and there was a lot of salt going around in the back office <laughs> <laughs> you know, about for people who could play Widow. I, but, I really um, want to see a map like some kind of like tunnel labyrinth or something like that that has no verticality, like in the small fight areas. It's all like fucking close quarters team fight shit, you know. Or it constantly uh, has doors that are opening and closing. Or something like that. You know, like the in uh, episode one, Star Wars, the little laser doors, maybe something like that. And then you have like Darth Maul metal. <laughs> right. And then you have the laser doors that like go to a certain height. So people yeah. like Torbjord and Meg could like go underneath them. <laughs> yeah. You still have to be careful a little bit with that, though, because while that's fun and all, it's not necessarily competitive, right? When people yeah, the play, pros would freak out about that. Yeah, if you play Smash Brothers competitively... No items, no environmental effects. You know, like we don't the, want dude, the freaking <laughs> pros freak out about the freaking elevators in Hollywood. So yeah, because yeah. it's not consistent. It's, yep. That's why because it's not consistent. So no, see, yeah, if it's close quarters like that, it's consistent. You just have to play close quarters characters. And there's no fucking widow cabin here. It's all like Reaper fighting May shit. You know, like I would right. I would dig that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, instead of like, because we're just seeing character reworks, we're seeing Tor being turned into a character that's going to be a, a viable on attack. In my opinion, there was nothing wrong with Torbjorn being, uh, you know, viable on defense. If anything, they should have maybe tweaked other characters to make it so that you know, Tor, for, um, you know, Torbjorn being able to fortify an area with his turret actually made a difference. You know, but because of the way, like I said, because of the way the maps are balanced. If we, you know, we see death ball on both sides, attack, attack and defense, right? I mean, I think the only maps where we may see people actually change up their comps between maps is um, uh, King of the Hill maps, right? I mean, that's, I mean, actually, that's what Bob just said. King of the Hill maps, like, uh, you know, Oasis or, um, uh, I was going to say Nubani, not Nubani, but like, you know, not Li, yeah, Lijang Tower, you know, stuff like that. Um, but, you know, I think we, like, I don't think, like, you know, I understand why they merged the defense and, you know, the attack and defense characters together, but I think they're, we're going to be missing something special where if we can have a character that specializes on defense and they can fortify their area really well and make it difficult for the team to get in, you know, having characters like that can really make Overwatch even more unique and add more strategy to the game. Include you know especially because we're getting we're gonna get a new character every three months they're not slowing down on that they're not stopping right. on it maybe eventually they'll slow down on it but for now they're you know we're not like which you know is Hammond number twenty eight or twenty nine at this point I've lost track <laughs> I think I'm pretty sure Hammond is twenty nine um you know, I'm we're still have personally characters. holding out for a new game type of some sort like 
I think that would be the thing that really fucking puts it back into playability again because that's why a lot of people seem to have left because it's just like same 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 all the damn time with you know the three game types and they're all kind of similar on top of that oh yeah that i think a new game type would be (laughs) awesome but then that's another problem because now when when you make a new game type they want every single character to be viable in that game type right to be be, and that's a problem like i'm blizzard really needs to get past this thing of making sure that every character is viable there's no reason to run Symmetra on offense. There really was no reason. Symmetra was a great character to help hold points on defense, even if it was only the first point. The whole point of Overwatch being able to switch characters is so that you can do certain things at certain times. If we could have just talked the community into believing that, it would have been <laughs> great. Because, yeah, Symmetra was awesome. I played her on, you know, capture point, either, you know, defense, the first hybrid capture point, on a hybrid map or the first capture point on two CP on defense. And she was great for that. And then you switch off. That's the only way that I played her after I learned how it worked. And if many people would have done that, we wouldn't have had a problem. Right. Well, you're right. The community, a lot of people complain, but I find it hard to believe that people are going to stop playing Overwatch just because they can't main Symmetra the entire well, they couldn't yeah. before, but they still did it. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, they still did and, it, yeah. And that was what pissed off everybody else, is those is those people that would do that. So Blizzard's trying to just be like, well, if we could just make them all viable, then we don't have to fucking listen to it. But you're just not, it's not realistic. It's, yeah, it's definitely not, not realistic. As we've you know. seen with the Symmetra rework, we, yeah. did, we were wrong on that. We thought it was going to be the end of the world, and it turned out to be... <laughs> It's just a metro. Just, I yeah. think it's mainly because people just can't figure out how to play her, you know. And it also depends. Oh, on it still style. be. Yeah, it can huh? still be scary as hell in a like really oh, yeah. good six stack. Yeah, she's be she's also scary to against see what Al does. She's also but, really scary against oh, him because when you roll her in turrets. There. Yeah, yeah her turrets slow you down. Slow you down. Oh man, any CC like that, especially like auto CC, is just like fuck. It makes his life hell. Matter of fact, oh, yeah. uh, when that game I was talking about, I saved first point. The next game we cube with the same people in QP, and right. uh, they immediately went uh, May Sim and Orissa, and I couldn't do a damn thing. <laughs> I was shut down immediately. Yeah, I think um, they really there's oh like I said before, there's nothing wrong with having niche characters, and then if they're just gonna constantly try to make every character viable so that you can play them, you know, that's going to lead to just constant updates. It's going to be really, you know, ridiculous. And, you know, I, at this point, I mean, well, actually I've even talked about it. Like, you know, the game is balanced in the middle of the road where it's, they try to balance some for the pros. They try to balance some for the lower end, but I don't think characters should be balanced based on people's inability to play them effectively i (laughs) I don't think go ahead uh, i was gonna say i would have to say i would agree with you on that six months ago but for the last six months i truly believe they have been they have been balancing the game based on the overwatch league and the overwatch league almost entirely because that's what it feels like because everything the the pros bitch about seemed to get changed which one bitched about symmetra (laughs) 
Oh, good point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Muma was I doing a was silent protest a by picking her every match and then changing off right before they started. <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah. I mean, I think like Symmetra was definitely uh, one of those changes where they just wanted her to be more viable, get picked more. And it's not realistic. I mean, when Overwatch has, you know, 40 characters, 50 characters, gotta let some of that go, man. You gotta let some of that go. And I think they really need to focus on being more creative with their maps. Like, it is okay if you cannot play Widowmaker at all on this map. Because you know what that's gonna force well, people to do? If it's a competitive, now you have no choice but to get better at other characters, which you should anyway. And what's a bummer is, and I think it's growing now. I think the Overwatch League players and teams are growing as as a whole. But before, you were told by the pros, this is the comp to run. But there was many other viable comps that people just didn't have the balls to try. And we saw it in 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 the finals of the Overwatch League, just so many different comps and switches and everything else. And I think... They're starting to get better at that, which will in turn help trickle down to us in the competitive ladder. Trickle down Fragonomics episode time <laughs> right there. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Kinder. <laughs> yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the thing. I just think character viability, T- TLDR, I think character viability has more to do with <laughs> maps than it does do, well, at least it should have more to do with maps than it does with actual character balance they would be better off making or making changes to maps to have certain characters have advantages and maybe other characters have disadvantages than you know just constantly tweaking so that every character can be used on almost all the maps you know i think that's why i would really like them for them to revisit some of their older maps and you know maybe maybe work on that and, and they could somebody, maybe huh they, they could maybe go even further than that remember the mm-hmm. old thing they used to have that was completely worthless, but the thing that said too many snipers or not enough support. They still or, have that. Yeah, it's still in there. Is it in quick play or something and not in combat? No, it's in competitive. No, That's because have, once you have, get past Has my certain, eyes just t- tuned it out or something? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe people aren't picking dumbass comps in fucking Diamond. <laughs> Diamond and Masters. You know? I still play it. I mean, I play a lot in in plat because but you've just... also been playing with a team too so people true, are picking true, things true. yeah but they shouldn't i have been playing solo queue well i okay. see that shit all the time <laughs> what okay so what if they had that but for maps and they just had little hints like this this map favors close range characters it's, it favor you know just up top not mm. as you pick your comp but just little tips for people up at the top that says what that map you know, and then they do go through and start changing the maps yeah. and play a little really video from it. before the match. Hi, I'm Jeff from the Overwatch team. This map. <laughs> Dude, speaking <laughs> of which, those videos they played in the in the finals are sweet. Like Ja yeah. was asking for those from the very start. Yes, and I was. <laughs> those uh, those with uh, with Mal- with Malik doing the the voiceover. They're extremely easy to understand. Like I thought, those were great. Sorry to. I didn't mean to take it off, but <laughs> that's kinda, fine. I mean, it kind of goes with what we're talking. Yeah, like I already gave the TLDR about this topic. I think it's time to move into the next topic, which is the Owl Finals. I mean, you could take that away, Bob, because you were there for the whole thing. 
Yeah, it it was uh it was wild, man. It was it was 20,000 people yelling and in the stands and going crazy. Uh the DJ Khalid thing didn't go over no. as well as it felt like it was going over well you where mean, I was DJ at. DJ Khaled? Khalid Khaled, you know, tomato tomato. He literally says in, like in his intros, DJ Khaled. I don't know. I like one song of his. It's like I'm the one. It has a whole bunch of people singing in it. Yeah, yeah, it's a good. It's a great fucking song. But yeah. uh, I've got that on my soundboard actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of him though. But I was like, I was prompted by Chan by Chan Man V to you know stand up and do this thing, and I was like, all right. So it's me and I play. We got Death Blow to get up there and do it for a little bit, which was hilarious. <laughs> but uh, I don't Another. know the whole, the whole thing started. We got into we got into New York. Uh, we got to our hotel, and then we get a call from Mel, who's supposed to be there in 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 just a few hours. And she says my flight's been de- delayed, and we're like, oh crap, you're not going to make it till like till like mid match now. Then I get a call from her like an hour before the matches start, maybe an hour and a half that says my flight's been canceled. So we were just, we were, we were all upset about that. She couldn't find a flight in at all that night period because there were storms or something going on. So she ended up having to stay at a hotel. That was a bummer, but we did have a good time. We went to the pod, the podcasters meetup after the first night and, uh, Oh, the, I'd skipped a part. We went to the NYXL store that was only open for the two days of the match. It was right down from the Barclays Center. The line was hundreds of people long, wrapping around the entire block. Like we walked the whole thing and it was crazy. We couldn't believe there were that many people waiting in line to buy NYXL only gear. But okay, so back to the back to the finals. The match was kind of eh, it wasn't very good. It was an ass whooping, and London destroyed Philly, which I was not expecting at all. I was expecting my boy EQO to frag out, but the yeah, tanks one good match. Yeah, it, it was it was <laughs> it, it was pretty bad. Carpe like didn't even show up at all. EQ looked scared lots of the time. Looked really scared. Uh, 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 running from bird ring, like when he was playing Farah. I mean, I've never seen him jerk like he did when he was playing the, there. And like, it was just, he looked unconfident. Carpe just wasn't even showing up. Like you just weren't seeing him in the kill feed at all. And so that part was kind of a bummer. Uh, the $15 drinks were kind of a bummer. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, it did get a Jersey, which, which was cool. Uh, the jerseys were sold made by different people instead of the Blizzard store. So they're actually like nicer. Uh, Then we get done with that. We go to the podcasters meetup where Ja was supposed to be, but Ja wasn't able to come because someone at his work. Yeah. Didn't know how to do something and completely jacked up a big client. So Ja had to stay back and fix that. So Ja didn't get to make it, but we got to hang out with Slasher, Freaking, you know, the Overwatch League leak master who he's a lot shorter than I thought he was going to be. Everybody's um, short to you, Bob. <laughs> I just on camera, the people look so different. 
But so then we got to hang out with Slash, and we got to hang out with the guys from your Overwatch. We actually got to record, like, record a little like twenty minute podcast with the guys from your Overwatch, me, Andreas, and Death and Deathblow. Blevins mm, drunkenly nice. stopped by and said hi. Uh, <laughs> and we got to hang out with people from Laggy Balls, our friends from the esports division of USA Today. We got to meet a bunch of fans. I got to meet, I know I'm going to miss names, but Lysum, Flood, uh, Secret Pilgrim, who I got to make a, it was crazy because I'm talking and Secret Pilgrim goes, Bob, Bob, I heard, I heard a voice that I know. And I was like, <laughs> hey, right here, me. And it was just neat to get to meet fans and get to meet other creators and get to interact with them. The Your Overwatch guys, dude, Eddie the Chump is cracking me up, man. And Frito was like, when we first tried to ask him to podcast, he's like, oh, as he holds, as he holds his, his beer, he's like, now? Like, now? <laughs> And and uh, Eddie was like, "Come on, mate, let's do it now." You know, and like he's like, "All right." And he was real, like he was like, "I don't know, man." Like, but like it, it was it was it was a really good recording. Uh, and then so that was Friday night. And Saturday night, Mel did get there. Uh, we kind of did low key. We went out and hung out with some people at one of the bars close uh, close by after. We did get floor seats for that night, which was nice. Our community managers and PR managers at Blizzard hooked us up. Thank you very much, guys. You know who you are. Uh, and yeah, it was just it was just a super cool thing. Then we chilled till like four in the morning. Me, Andreas, Death, uh, Deathblow, Blevins, and Melissa on our like sixth floor balcony thing, and it was just it was just neat. And then. Sunday, everybody left. Me and Andreas and Mel went to meet Ja in New in New York City at Times Square because that's where we were staying. It was cheaper to get a hotel there rather than fly out, both of us, on sun, on Sunday. So we did that. Got to meet Ja, which was awesome. He's, uh, he's a lot buffer in person than <laughs> if you see him on stream. Uh it was like it's Luke Cage. Holy shit! Like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so that was super cool. We got to hang out with him for a lot of the day. I got to go and eat. Uh, I got ramen, like I guess real ramen for the first time, not the stuff from the grocery from the grocery store. It was yeah. really, really freaking good. Yeah. Uh, got I to go. Said, uh, oh, is this like the stuff out of the package? And Andres was like, don't even say that here. Yeah, don't mention that. <laughs> his, his, his eyes got huge. He's like, don't, 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 don't say that. <laughs> so yeah, don't even say that here. So uh, we oh, walked man. around, went to uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Jaw treated Mel and I because uh, we'd messed up and spent all of our money. We were, uh, <laughs> Doing Times Square on the cheap at, all. <laughs> at the <laughs> airport bar, which was understandable. Yeah, um, I mean, and for a Sunday afternoon, it was like packed still. Like, so you know, the Times Square area where the seats are, where that were actually where the uh, bleachers are, and stuff like that, it's still packed with people. Probably <laughs> mostly tourists. There were naked chicks walking around. I'm not even joking <laughs> like that yeah there was literally uh, was naked New chicks. Orleans on a monday like yeah, <laughs> yeah they, like they were I mean, they were they painted had, they have body paint on but it didn't make a difference like 
I felt bad. I, you know, I'm not a prude or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I did feel bad for tourist parents, though. Like, for oh, tourist yeah. parents who would, like, have their, like, kids with them and stuff like that. Like, there was one lady who was walking past them and had her, like, son's eyes covered. The kid couldn't be, like, more than eight years old. And she had, like, his, his eyes covered. Because they were, like, it's they Lucky weren't, like, kid. hitting away. And there wasn't a huge crowd around them either. They were just, like, out. Yep. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I stopped long enough to take some photos so that I'd have proof to show people. Yeah. Make sure it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really hate I missed it, guys. Like, hopefully this time next year I'll actually have a little bit of cash saved up and, you know, Overwatch League will still be going strong and we can all meet up. But just couldn't happen this year. You can always come to BlizzCon, too. Although, John yeah, doesn't really get come to those, tickets. though. <laughs> yeah, BlizzCon, like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> if I got a media pass, I'd go. Like, but I don't want I, I, I the idea of being in front of a computer and trying to frantically get tickets. I'm just like, it's just not worth it. I'll just That's why you guys gotta hype up the podcast, keep those reviews coming in. You know, hype us up, get the Patreon going, so we can get media passes for BlizzCon next year. If I got media passes, I'd be more than happy to go. Plus, I have friends out in California. I would love to visit. Um, so I'll be like, you know, two plus later, you have world of podcasts going on out there. Like right. Oh, before yeah. BlizzCon. It's like, it's pretty awesome. Oh man. Which well, is like, back the, on by the way, they didn't get fully funded for it, but medieval times sponsored them. So world of podcasts nice. is back on day before BlizzCon guys. That's awesome. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm just not like, I just don't, I wouldn't be, cause I know you, people work as teams to get BlizzCon tickets. I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm just going to go do something else. <laughs> yep. the time. Mel but and I awesome. got our tickets this time. And the second time got Deathblow, Blevins and their friend tickets. I think it's cause we have Fiverr. That's why nice. we were able to get in. Nice. Well, sometimes like, I don't like every time you go to get PAX tickets, man, like, cause, uh, it used to not be that bad, but oh my God, those, like those. You would think in this day and age, those servers getting slammed wouldn't be that big of a deal, with you know, ha- you know, Elastic Beanstalk from Amazon and stuff like that. Like we have all these services that kind of, you know, help rebound from that, you know. But I don't know, it's whatever. But no, but yeah. So overall, you had a yeah. It was Owl season one everything you dreamed of, Bob? It was. It was. It was quite frankly more. I mean, it was everything. That I needed to be into esports is happening, like the tournaments and the teams splitting up every other day and not being able to know what's going on and no information on when things are gonna, no good information on when things are gonna be going on and not going on. I mean, this was, this was awesome and everything that I, Everything that I want, I've wanted my entire life ever since I first played Wolfenstein 3D <laughs> on my 386 SX computer. Now, do we know that they have three expansion teams. I know one's in Atlanta, one's in China, and where's the other one? Uh, Philly. Or not Philly. Uh, oh, dang it. Where's the third one? I can't uh, bad traffic. Really bad drivers. Andreas lives there. Atlanta? Well, no, I said Atlanta already. Oh, okay. I missed you saying Atlanta. Um, confirmed? I think there's Paris. Only three. Okay, thank you, Nikatsu. Ah, thank yeah. you. Yeah, he says uh, Paris, ATL, and there's another one in China. So Yeah, all that information was coming in while... Like, I didn't even check Discord much at all the entire time. I caught up with Discord today before the show because it was just <laughs> too much. I mean, I couldn't even keep up with Twitter because you're just trying to... 
you know, you have a big group of people, everybody's going everywhere. I can't be on my phone. I need to be interacting with those people because I'm not going to get to do that later. I can get on discord later. You know what I mean? So right now I got you. Okay. Yeah. But all in all, it was great. I think definitely the best part of the entire weekend was meeting Ja, getting to give him a hug right o- right away, even though Kiss I was taken aback. I was taken aback at how buff he was. <laughs> but it was it was like literally meeting a friend that, you know, I talked to in person all the time. And it was just it was it was really cool. I got to meet my mentor. So super, super cool. Yeah, it was awesome. We'll definitely make sure. Dude, again, whether it's next year or if I do manage to make it out to BlizzCon or maybe even mm-hmm. where you're going to Colorado. I've never been to Colorado before. so Colorado Springs is a gorgeous place. Yeah, it's right, right next to the Garden of the Gods, oh. literally. Nice. It's a park called the Garden of Gods. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So we're going to start kind of closing up. Then We have a few announcements. Um, I guess I'll get started we uh there's a couple things we want to do with the community there's no weekly updates this week by the way in case you missed that but you know um a couple things we're looking to get started and i'm actually uh patrons you should have an exclusive post on the patreon uh that kind of explains a bit more in detail of what we're looking to do in the future so i hope you guys enjoy that and if you have any feedback on that stuff let me know uh but in the meantime everybody else there's two things we're looking to do uh, pretty close, right? Um, one, we want to have a game show episode, but not me, Bob and Kender, because we know everything about Overwatch. I mean, like, come on. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't be fun. Oh, dude, I haven't heard this. You haven't told me about this. Yeah, this is new news yes. to me. Dude, yes. I posted this in our Slack. <laughs> and Kinder, you said, okay, sounds good. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was probably working. <laughs> okay, in the pro- in the producer's section? No, no, and watch my radio, but we'll just go over it now. So basically, we want to do a game show episode where we bring on some members of the audience. Awesome. Um, yeah, we bring on some members that of the audience. Cool. And, oh, you know uh, what? No, I don't think... I don't think it went through because one of your things to you told us today. Uh huh. One of your things came through that was like almost like you had thought you typed something to us, and it was like, yeah, I was going to mention that to you, but I totally forgot. Thank you for reminding me. Oh, okay. Well, thank you for reminding me now. Uh, <laughs> so, so either way, um, a second. Yeah, I'm not going to look for that right now. But yeah, so sorry, either way, sorry, this sorry. is what we're going to do. Uh, this we is what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to have a game show episode where, uh, you know, we bring on some members from the audience and we basically ask you Overwatch trivia questions. We're talking about lore. We're talking about patches. We're talking about beta, like all that shit. You know, we want to do that. We'll have some prizes, you know. So, I guess if you are interested, and we'll do more than one, but we obviously we have to start with the first one first. So that'll be a whole episode. So if you are interested in doing that, let me know. You know, shoot us an email, WPRMashesButtons.com, or you can hit us on Discord, or you can hit us on Twitter. If you're interested and you think you got what it takes, you let us know. All right? So that's the first thing. That's something that's more immediate. Super cool. Um, yeah. So the second thing is, um, and this is one of the things that I talked about on the Patreon post, 
uh, monthly community episodes where we'll bring on like one or two people from the community, and you can pick a topic, and we will discuss that topic. Now, one thing you should know is that if you come on and you pick a topic, it doesn't mean we're going to agree with you. (laughs) Be prepared. (laughs) Be prepared to defend yourself. (laughs) You know, it's it's. We will be courteous. We will be courteous. But we will be nice. animated. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get yeah, super so salty about it. It's like, oh, you're out of here. Fucking <laughs> idiot. I mean, God, are you kidding me? No, Cut I'm not, that off. guy's not our fan anymore. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if you're interested in doing that, let us know that. We're going to be looking to do that every month. Uh, I will say that patrons will have priority. All right. So patrons, if, if you are a patron, you will have a better chance. Well, actually, you, you would definitely take, uh, if you want to come on, you'll have priority to somebody who's like a non-patron. So, um, just keep that in mind as well. I mean, I, I when the patron started, I don't want to hold back content from anybody. That was one of my main goals. But at the same time, the people who are helping, who are really helping to support the podcast and stuff like that, I think they deserve to have a little bit a little bit extra. You yeah, know. I mean, that's when you're starting to become a producer, and yeah, you you can get on. Everybody gets the content, but if you want to be part of it, that's, I mean, that I think that's right. good. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So that is something that we're looking to do. So we're going to have one every month. We're going to start in August. So if you're interested, you know, also hit us up. Um, if you're a patron, you can either, like, you know, like you can just send an email or you can... um you know, hit us, uh, hit us on Patre- Patreon itself. I'll have to come up with a cutoff date because we're obviously going to have, we're going to have to have a cutoff date for people who can actually come in. We're up to decide who we're going to bring on. Um, so, you know, if no patrons hit the, you know, contact us by the cutoff date, then whoever asks that's, you know, we'll pick out of that pool. Basically. Also, if you're worried about coming on and having your camera on, we can always not have your camera on. So nobody right. be worried about that. If you're uncomfortable being on camera, which I am, so I get it, then <laughs> we will totally just let you come on voice only. Yes, absolutely. So that, that's fine. If you were here for the Foo episode, you saw that. So we'll my, pit, my image resizing skills are unmatched. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's, those are the two things we wanted to communicate in this episode. Um, we also have Xbox Game Night coming up this week, uh, August 3rd. Melo Yeti is going to be running it. I am going to try to drop in, but I cannot guarantee I'm going to be able to drop in. But just go anyway. Um, I think it will be awesome for the Xbox players to get together and have a fun game night. So definitely August 3rd. Check that out. What's up, Bob? Your face is saying you want to say something. It's more for the after show. It's like I'm just I'm getting a PS4. I'm trading one of my Xboxes for a PS4. So oh, okay. Oh, one of my Xboxes. So you, I might yeah, be able to yeah. try it out there and see you if I like it better than the Overwatch. Son of a. <laughs> so yeah, the PS4 guys. I mean, you guys have been What's doing a college uh, man. I've been um, seeing you guys very active in the PS4 channel on the Discord, and I'm glad that you guys are like getting together and playing together. And, it's been uh, awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been great seeing that. So we're really glad you guys are able to do that. Uh, after this game night on August third, we're gonna try to organize another PS4 game night as well. So you know we'll try to get that done. I know August third is the Xbox game night. After that, I have to talk to Melo yet because I know he's moving. So we have to see when he's gonna be able to run another one after that. So we'll go from there. But like I said, August third, if you were playing on Xbox, 
you should uh, join the Watchpoint Radio Overwatch Club. And I believe Mellow Yeti can make announcements there, as well as the Discord. So we'll get into that a little later. Uh, Bob, any game nights that people should know about? Yeah, the uh, the Omnic Lab one was Friday night when I was out of town. But, oh no, I guess the Cav- the Cavalry's supposed to be this weekend. But I'll just let you know, Mel will definitely not be there because we'll be... We won't have computers, so it should be going on, but I can't guarantee because it'll just depend on if Gabius or Lee Bomb's going to run it, but I know I won't be able to run it, and she won't be able to run it. Okay. So, I mean, stay tuned to the Cavalry. Cavalry Twitter should probably announce. What's going on? All right. Uh, So with that, we're going to start closing up. Prepare to attack, guys. Check it out. If you haven't already checked it out, we do have we are working on new episodes right now. So um, you know, you expect something soonish. <laughs> we we yep. you know, we have some updates as well as new uh, new episodes coming out. So you can expect that. If you are not here on the live stream, we do live stream every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we'd like to thank everybody who came out tonight. Chat was pretty lively. Thank you guys Chat very was much. Popping. Was popping. Absolutely. So I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. My fucking cat just full speed ran into the fucking glass door. <laughs> and he's looking like an idiot wondering, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that before. It's good stuff. Ja obviously has never owned a cat. That's why he didn't laugh. Oh, no. I've seen cats do that before, but I'm trying to close up a podcast. So Sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, always want to hear about your Overwatch stories. So, uh, you know, send those to us. We'll get to our contact info in a little bit here. And like I mentioned before, we do have a PS4 community and an Xbox One club. They're both called Watchpoint Radio Overwatch. Would love to have you guys there. And also on Discord, which is discord.me slash mash those buttons. And last but not least, I'd like to talk about Heroes of Overwatch. You know, if you're on Facebook and you want to, you know, keep up on what's going on Overwatch, or just meet some new people to play, doesn't matter the platform, Heroes of Overwatch is a great group to be a part of. So check them out. You know, thank you guys for listening, of course. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash watchpointradio. And you guys want to give out your social info here? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, you can find me on the Fragging Out podcast, www.fraggingout.com. Uh, our Discord is discord.me slash fraggingout. Uh, also, Twitter at fraggingoutpod and twitch.tv slash fraggingout. And my personal Twitter is Twitter at NerfKinderPlus, PLS. Bob, how about you, man? Well, as a Masters player, you can find me on the ladder. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can find me on Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. You can find everything I do there. I do a few different podcasts. Okay. And you can find me on uh, Twitter at Church of Ja. And you can see me streaming sometimes on this channel, which is switch.tv slash mash those buttons. Um, oh, there is something I meant to bring up. So besides the deep V goal, well, I forgot. I actually forgot one of the, the rewards for the goals was that me and Bob will be play, playing competitive matches weekly. So Bob is moving now. Uh, we're streaming competitive matches more specifically. So Bob is moving now. Obviously, that's not a great time to happen. So once he gets all settled, then we'll start doing that. We'll probably come up with a schedule where we're, you know, streaming our play at least once a week. So, you know, that will be fulfilled. All right. 
But you get to see yeah. a little podcaster six deck. Elamal. That means I'll be there too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I almost forgot to bring that up, but I, I did want to bring that up. Um, you know, we, you know, once you guys reach out, like I said, we'd love to hear your Overwatch stories. So you can email us at wprmashesbuttons.com, but you can also reach us on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, on the website, wherever you can post, you know, we'll try to find it there. So just reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you guys. And I mean, obviously, we, we like talking about your ideas and stuff like that. I think, you know, for the past few shows, we've been kind of, you know, hanging on that. You guys are pretty awesome about that. So thanks a lot. Um, You know, if you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, uh, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. You want to take it a bit further than that. You can actually support us on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash watchpoint radio. And that goes to support both watchpoint radio and prepare to attack. So that's a tremendous help. We also have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash stores slash mash those buttons where you can buy Watchpoint Radio merch. We may be switching up stores. I mean, like, we're not going to shut the Teespring store down, like, immediately. Uh, but we may be switching up stores. I'm working with the vendor now to see if things are going to work out. If it does, great. If it doesn't, it's still Teespring. And uh, you can also be a Twitch subscriber. That's a tremendous help as well. So that's twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. And thank you to everybody who is subscribing. And some of you have been subscribing for months now, like, since the beginning. So thanks a lot, guys. We really, really do appreciate that and uh, you guys should stay tuned after the show to hear about our other shows all right so like i said thanks for listening it's been another great episode uh and we'll catch you guys next week peace later Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to subscribe to one of our shows, you can find us on multiple podcast platforms across iOS and Android. Just search for the show on a podcatcher like Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and hit subscribe. If you can't find us on your favorite podcast platform of choice, just go right to the MashThoseButtons.com website, grab the RSS feed, and put it into your podcatcher of choice. If you want to check out some other podcasts you may enjoy, you should check out mashosbuttons.com slash shows. For World of Warcraft fans, we have two podcasts, WoW Talk, which is our news and community podcast, and The Torn and the Goblin, which is our lore and story podcast. If you enjoy Overwatch, make sure to check out Watchpoint Radio to keep up with the latest on Overwatch and its community. If you enjoy fighting games, make sure you check out Double Tap for the latest in the FGC. If you're a fan of The Division or looking forward to The Division 2, make sure you check out Sit Rep Radio. If you want to keep up with the latest that mash those buttons, you can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash mtbsite, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, and youtube.com slash mash those buttons. We'd also like to have you join our Discord community. So just go to discord.me slash mash those buttons and join us for a chat. Once again, thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.